friends. Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh, I mean, a very, really? very long time. We literally just were about to press record and I looked at Rochelle and I went, I don't, I don't remember how we do this. I don't even remember. Like, how do we say hi? Really, like, they should be saying welcome back to us. Yeah, I know, right? Our lovely listeners have been anxiously awaiting us to record and <laughs> also, we have just I been slacking. I about to post this on Instagram as a story and instead of putting guess what these losers are doing I put guess what these lovers are doing we're also sitting on my bed in the picture so yeah. that's some serious incestuous stuff and if you hear noise in the background we have Nugs is out in the living room the one and only Nugs watching her show so yeah you might hear her come in although again people I think like her more than they like us yep. so I don't blame them I like her better uh, than we I actually do. we actually did get a couple like emails and, and Instagram messages like say hi to Nugs for me <laughs> which was really sweet okay well yeah I don't remember how to do this either honestly I remember that we have to recap the last episode yes because I purposely went and read the definition for the last episode the so definition. I would you know like <laughs> the, the description. Netflix description yeah. the definition the definition before we do that though we do have a few shocking oh emails. housekeeping yes, yes housekeeping. I forgot emails social well I guess we should probably talk about why we've been MIA the last it's all Rochelle's it's fault it's my fault yeah it's all always. I moved. Kidding. No, it's true. I moved. Michelle I moved, moved away from me. Farther. An hour away from yeah. me. Well, okay. Without traffic, it's like 45 minutes. Okay. Not well, even. It's she like also 30. moved to like the middle of nowhere. I did. So there's no like. Yeah, I moved to the middle of nowhere. They don't nowhere. even have internet there. No <laughs> cell reception. She basically lives in the middle of a field. <laughs> I live in the middle of a cornfield, actually. Um, <laughs> there are cows everywhere. That part's actually true. There are cows everywhere where I live. I moved away. And then I was in Thailand for a month. And then what else? Well, Just I had surgery. Life. You had surgery. Two surgeries. Two surgeries. And was out for like five weeks from that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Like, and I got a new job. Rochelle got a new job. So it's just been a lot. Which There's... is the only reason she comes to see me now. That's, yes, because I have to come all the way back here. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just been crazy. It's been a crazy last few months life. trying to figure out yeah. life. But hopefully we're back for good since I have to be out here a few times a week. We should be able to record more regularly. Yeah, hopefully. that's so. the goal. But also, we're back, which is crazy. Also, I kind of like, I think I needed a little break. Like, I yeah. just needed a minute. To... It was you guys. You were all the worst. We it couldn't stand horrible. you anymore. <laughs> Clearly. No, you guys were the, no, best, the best part of it. Like, the absolute best yeah, part of recording honestly, the podcast. Honestly, you're the only reason so. we're probably doing Literally, this. the only reason. Yeah. Because of all of you, like, wonderful people being like, when are you coming back? Yeah. And we're like... It broke my heart a little bit. I had to stop looking for yeah. a while because I was just like, oh, I felt just guilty. Well, like, also, like, we received, Also, like, mad at Rochelle. Yes. Again, all Rochelle's fault. Oh, my kidding. fault. That's okay. I'll <laughs> take all the blame. Because it's not all Rochelle's Lay it all on me. We also got, like, four emails, like, within the last week, basically, mm-hmm. like, I'm a new listener. When are you guys recording again? Oh, my God. I was God. like, all right, well, now is the time. Yep. So, Those new listeners, they're so lucky. All you guys who had to wait so long. I the know. real slog. The real sufferers the, here. The, the true believers. Although if you've been listening to us this long, you already were suffering. So, yeah. I mean. We also did get an email from, it was it was lovely, well-intentioned from a newer listener who bas- like basically said that she loved the podcast, but we talk over each other too much. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was like. I, you're not wrong. You're not by wrong. Any but means. come have a dinner at our house, yeah. and that's the entire. We dinner. can't. We genuinely could not help it if we tried. Yeah, not like, at all. It just it is not physically possible. It's mm-hmm. it's not in our blood. It's it's just who we are. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's a personality. This is why trait. no one likes us, and yeah. why we're talking to you. Yeah. So <laughs> apologies. We we're gonna just talk over each other. It just happens. So mm-hmm. if you've been here long enough, you know. All right. We did have a few emails that I wanted to read really quick. This one is from Chelsea. 
Chelsea says, hello, Rochelle and Morgan. My name is Chelsea Downey. I live in the Philadelphia area and I'm an environmental Ooh. services technician, which is a person who sanitizes and cleans the restrooms and areas of the hospital at Mainline Health, mm. which is one of the well-known hospitals in the area. I used to be a patient transporter, which is a person who takes patients to their tests yeah. and procedures. Fun fact, Chelsea. <laughs> when I was in high school, I was a volunteer at our local hospital, and I got wheelchair certified to yeah. take patients. Rochelle, to watch an- <laughs> out, y'all. Rochelle is wheelchair certified. So, you know, I, I vibe with you on that. I have been re-listening to your podcast again, bless you, and I got to the one where you both discuss music and the road trip to Harvard. I love Lincoln Park, Avril Lavigne, and Culture Club, which I know is discussed in a later episode, but I believe it's Zach and Brian that disown Culture Club, and I strongly disagree with not only them, but Rory and Lorelai. I think these musical bands and artists are great, and they have a unique sound and lyrics to prove that. I really enjoy your deep, fun, and creative outlook on each other. My favorite characters are Lorelai, Luke, Mrs. Kim, Lane, Jess, and Logan. Notice everybody but Dean. (laughs) Despite their flaws, they have great aspects of their personalities that I enjoy. I wasn't a fan of early season Jess and how he treated the town and especially Luke, but I love how realistic of a character he is and what an awesome young man he becomes. Mm -hmm. In the revival, this may sound controversial, but I believe he is too damn good for Rory, especially with her finding her own way of journalism still in her 30s, and she's still not having much luck and her whole character arch. To me, it was very disappointing. Absolutely. I was hoping for better for her at this point in her life. But I do really love it when Jess is yet again there to reach out and tell her to write this wonderful story about her, how her mom left her home and became a young mother. Mm-hmm. Another reason why I wanted to write to you both is I have a story that I wanted to share. Here's a little backstory. So one of my favorite episodes of Gilmore Girls is season one, episode 10, Forgiveness and Stuff. At a young age, I couldn't relate to Lorelai and her experience of having a loved one in the hospital after having a heart attack, but I could definitely sympathize with her. Watching that episode again when it was August of 2019, I had this boss who reminded me of Luke Danes. I worked at a family-owned business, a pizzeria to be exact. I worked there for about nine years, close to 10. That April, I got laid off from a full-time job and went back to the pizza shop. His name is Matthew Coco, and he's a year older than I am. So what happened was my dad had a heart attack in that month. So in September, he was getting a heart stent put in at the University of Penn Medicine, Mm. which is one of the best hospitals in the country. Matt, the great person that he is, had offered to drop me off at the hospital. I was like Lorelai in the sense of problem solving on my own and being stubborn because I wanted to schedule a lift to come and grab me so that he could continue running the shop. He told me, look, I really don't mind driving you and I want to help you out. And also you should be there for your dad because staying here isn't going to help you while he's in the hospital. It will be on your mind all night. He made really good points. And even though I was reluctant at first, I gave in and we headed to his truck, which wasn't like Luke's. It was a Ford 150 white and decorated with the logo and a huge photograph of a pepperoni pizza on it <laughs> with flames on the bottom. Very oh subtle. Oh my gosh, I, I love it. <laughs> he is like Luke. He will jump all in and want to assist those who are vulnerable or just need help. He and I talked on the way there, and whether or not he realized it, this took my mind off those minutes of worrying about my dad. After we arrived, he stayed a little to make sure I got where I was supposed to go, and we hugged after I was heading to go see my dad. As you can tell, he is one badass boss, and he's so great. Sorry this is so long, but I wanted to share a moment that was similar to Lorelai and Luke having such sweet moments. Also, I'm Team Luke. He was the best match for Lorelai, not only putting up with her flaws, quirks, and caffeine addiction, which I love coffee too, just like her. He also reminds me of my boss, who's very loyal, sweet, and all around a great soul. Mm. Love your podcast, and just like Maury says to Dean, stay cool. Love from Philadelphia, Chelsea. I love that. And she actually sent a picture of the truck. Oh my gosh, I love it. Which is awesome. Ah! (laughs) I love it so much. It's so great. Thank you, Chelsea, from Philadelphia. And then one more from Laura. 
Hello, I don't know if you're using this email address, but I thought I would send an email just in case. I recently found your podcast and have started from the very beginning, and I absolutely adore it. I'm pretty sure you took a break slash stop during doing the podcast since I see the last one as dated of last year. Ooh. Yes, sorry, Laura. Rough. Anyway, I just really want to tell you how much I'm enjoying listening to you and your sister hanging out together. I'm currently living abroad, and my oldest sister is back in Scotland, where I'm from. That's awesome. Morgan actually oh, just went to Scotland. Though. Scotland, I'm so jealous. Uh... We are super close, but I miss being around her so much. We also grew up watching Gilmore Girls together. I don't have a ton of friends here in this city, and when I listen to both of you together, it makes me feel so happy and cozy, like I'm at home with my own sister chatting. So I hope you are both doing well, and I look forward to continuing with your episodes. Thanks again, Morgan and Rochelle. Best wishes, Mm -hmm. Laura. Thank you for that, Laura. All right, that's all I have, because we've been gone for a while, and most of our other DMs and emails were, when are you coming back? So, surprise, we're back. So, Morgan, do you want to recap what happened last episode? Yes, I do, Rochelle. Back in May of 2022. I'm somewhat prepared, but it's going to be a very brief recap. Go for it. Basically, is the episode where Rory loses her bracelet, Mm -hmm. but she doesn't realize that it's because Jess took it. Took it quite a while ago. Right. Well, Um, fell off, but yeah, Jess. When she was like, yeah, at the dock or whatever. So she loses it and she's freaking out, and they're all looking for it. And then Jess goes back and puts it in her room or whatever. Mm And, you know, he's like, why did she not realize if it, that it went missing for a week? Which kind of brings in the doubt that maybe she doesn't like Dean as much as, as she thinks she does or right. whatever. You know what I mean? Anyways, that was yeah. the last episode. All right. So let's get into this episode. Episode 16, There's the Rub. So we start this episode at Luke's <laughs> Diner. And my first question is, well, okay. My first question is, Luke, why are you still operating a diner in the middle of construction? Yeah. Also, that like, seems it just seems wrong. Like, I feel like that's like food safety. Yeah, 101. Yeah. Oh, wait, the thing I didn't say, though, from the housekeeping was that Chelsea, like, as a nurse, thank you for being who you are. Oh, <laughs> like, yes. Oh, my gosh. We love our transporters and we love our environmental services. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I just remembered that. Because speaking of health and safety, right, health and safety reminded yes. me that I wanted to tell Chelsea that. So the actual question, because that, that actually, that wasn't the first question that came to my <laughs> mind, shockingly. But the first question that actually came to my mind is, why didn't Luke just shut down the diner and do construction himself? Like, he basically does that when he does the windows Maybe at a later he, date. Maybe like, wanted to, it was a bigger remodel and he wanted to stay working or something? I guess. I it just seems like... Luke is super handy. He likes doing this kind of stuff. He basically took out the wall in his own apartment. I think also if he did it... Okay, so if he brings in this whole... It's a construction crew, right? That's doing it. And so it'll be hopefully faster Faster. versus... And he can hopefully... What he's trying to do is stay open and keep working. Right. Versus if he does it himself and he does it by himself, that's a lot longer job. And he has to close the diner because he's not there to run it. But it's you not like I mean? he needs the money, right? Like, we've already established no, that Luke is low-key. But he's also pretty frugal, so I oh, can see him, like... you know what? Marin sent me a message on Instagram uh, mm-hmm. that I want to find. Hang on. She basically talked about... This was, like, genius. I didn't even think about it. She said, hear me out. Luke is a Nepo baby. Mm-hmm. So you remember how Nepo babies were, like, going around recently in the news? Yeah. Like, all these yeah, yeah, actors yeah. and actresses. So she says... He acts blue collar, which is one of the reasons that Lorelai is so attracted to him. But the man is loaded. He inherited the hardware store, hence the Nepo baby, and turned it into the diner. He paid for Lorelai's house to be fixed when she had termites. He completely remodeled the house. Hell, he was going to buy that historic house in town. So Lorelai gets all the benefits of having the man with money without the snobbiness. Win-win. Plus, she can teach him how to enjoy his money. So... 
Anyways, he is a Nepo baby. Yeah. I agree. But he could have shut the diner down yeah. for a couple days. But I mean, again, I think he's kind of frugal. I mean, wasn't right. he weird about spending a bunch yeah. of money on certain things? That's true. Like, I don't know. I just feel like he could have done the construction himself and not have been dealing with Tom because all he does is yell at Tom all the time. Yeah. So it was just kind of funny to me. So they're doing construction on the diner and Lorelai and Rory are there. And Emily calls. So Lorelai has to step outside. And... Emily basically like is like, okay, so I won these raffle tickets, or I bought these tickets at the raffle or whatever for charity to mm-hmm. a spa, but going to a spa doesn't sound of interest to me, yeah. right? Which I'm like, first of all, who doesn't, doesn't think a spa? I'm actually surprised. Like a massage. Like, How has she never been to a spa? I can kind of see, like, she's very, like, sticks to her ways, so I can see her being, like, not wanting to like relax in a spa because True. she doesn't seem like a very relaxing kind of a person. True. Like a zen, listen to new age music in a, you know what right, I mean? Right, right. So I could kind of see it. Like I could, it made a little bit but of But like, sense okay, me. maybe this is just me being, using a hey. stereotype. But like, she's wealthy. She has no job. I feel like if I was a wealthy woman who did not have a job and had barely anything to do all day and had to find t- to ways to fill my time, I would go to a spa at least once a month. I think that Emily, though, the thing is, is that because she doesn't have a job, and not just because she doesn't have a job, but because of her personality, she likes staying busy. Yeah. Like, and but, I think that, like... But a spa like, is one way to stay busy. Yeah, like, but I think that she's also not a very relaxing person. Yeah, yeah that's true. Well, we like, see that, obviously, at the spa later. She does not know how to calm down. Out. Yes. <laughs> I just found it really hard to believe she had never been to a spot yeah. before. So she gives the tickets to Lorelai, but then Lorelai makes it sound so nice on the phone that Emily's like, oh, I think I want to go with the second ticket. Right. Which is obviously not what Lorelai wanted. Because right. Because being trapped in a spot with her mom. She basically gets roped into going. Yeah. Right. So then Lorelai decides that she's going to book all of her appointments mm-hmm. so that her and her mother's appoint, her and Emily's appointments are like contrasting so they don't right. basically have to see, see each, each other, other the almost whole the whole time exactly and Rory's really excited because this means that she gets the house to herself I have never related to Rory like pretty much ever mm-hmm. but I will say this is the one time I literally oh, was I really, like oh my yeah. gosh this is my dream Friday night this. is staying in with the house to myself doing laundry watching TV ordering Indian food specifically oh, Indian yeah. food because it's like my favorite and going to bed early <laughs> Like, that is my dream. That is, honestly, that's, like, what Justin and I do most Friday nights is, like, we stay home, I do the laundry, we get Indian food. Well, it's nice, like, getting chores done. There's something so, and then when you're alone, you just do it. It's, like, so zen in a way. Mm -hmm. I put my podcast in. I got my face mask on. There's something nice about it. Like, I, even I, and Rochelle and I are very different. (laughs) Yeah. Love that. Like, I like the, like, being alone Getting my chores done, you feel accomplished and clean yep. and calm, yep. and then you like go to bed so content. Like right. it's just the best. And feeling. like on a Friday night too, because then I feel like I'm set up for the weekend, so I don't have to do any of this stuff on the weekend. You can just enjoy the weekend yes. however you want, and possibly the whole week. Exactly, like, yeah. it's the best. So yeah, I never related to Rory more. So Emily shows up to pick Lorelai up from the spa in a limo. In a limousine. I love that Lorelai's like, what are we going to prom? Which, but okay, this like, is so fun. It's okay, cute. I love this. I love I that. Too. This would be so fun. Yes. Like, if my mom showed up at my house, like, for a spa weekend, like, in a limo, and was like, we're going to go in a limo, I'd be like, this is fun. Like, right. I'm a grown adult, and yes. I'm like, oh, yeah, it'd be super fun to go in a limo. It like, give be. me a glass of champagne, this is made. It feels I mean? like the ultimate staycation, yeah, getting spoiled, it's fun. going to the spa. You don't have to drive. You can be relaxed on the way there, relaxed on the way back. I think it's a great idea. 
I mean, if I could afford to go to a really nice spa and hire a limousine, yeah, I, I would do that. The spa, and I was like, that would be so nice. Oh. Then we get to Chilton because it's still Friday and Maria has to go to school. And they get the results back from a test they took in, I think it's a chemistry, chemistry class, test, it seems yeah. like. And Paris basically is asking Madeline and what's the other Louise. Person? Louise. I could not remember <laughs> their names. Like, I was like straight up, like, I remembered Madeline, but I couldn't remember Louise. So she's like asking if they'll study with her, but they're like, we have dates. And they like can't get right. off the fact that they have dates. So then she gives up Friday night and what goes and do? asks Rory because, because she's freaking out. She got, she got an, an A minus. Therefore, Stanford was Stanford. Jeez. Harvard. Um, Harvard was. Her dreams of Harvard are slipping away because she got an A minus on the test. So she like tries to convince Rory to study with her, and Rory's like, basically, Rory's, Rory says she got big plans. She got big plans, yeah. which is hey, they are big plans. Like again, I mean, sometimes you just need time to yourself. Just, like, like sometimes that is big plans. Like, like, and that's the annoying thing is sometimes I feel like you have to lie to people that you have big plans right, to when do you nothing. just need time to yourself. Yes. And so it's like, can't we just normalize being like, no, I just need to be alone. Right. But like it comes across as rude. It's the same exact does. reaction that Dean has to Rory in a, later, in yeah. the, literally the next scene, right? right? Where Rory's telling Dean, like, she just wants to be home alone. Yeah. And like, he's kind of like, you'd rather be alone than be with me. Almost. Right. He, he doesn't say those words, but you can see it on his face. Right. You know what I mean? Which I feel like. You get over as you get older, definitely. Especially when you start to live with someone. But, like, as a kid, I could understand being like, well, we only get to see each other every once in a while, especially yeah. if they don't go to the same school or anything. So yeah, I, I mean, that kind of makes sense. I could yeah. see him being bummed out, like, wow, you have one Friday night alone. Uh, right. You know what I mean? And you don't go to the same school as me, so we so rarely we don't get, get to see, see each other. other as much as, yeah, I yeah. can see it. Like, uh, uh, don't get me wrong. Right. I 100% understand yes. his reaction. And, but like, Rory also still deserves to be like, yo, I want to be alone tonight. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. totally And fair. that's her personality. Right. And if he doesn't well, like that then maybe he doesn't like you know what right. I mean like they just don't well also it's not I'm, a good match right? I'm also thinking about how at first I just thought it was kind of like I get it I totally agree with Rory sometimes a Friday night home alone doing laundry is the best mm-hmm. but I also am like Lorelai's a lot so I kind of get yeah, why Rory wants to like, be alone like, which like, is hilarious because they go to the spa I'm obviously yes, getting ahead yes. of myself but they go to the spa and Immediately from the second they walk in the door, her mom is a lot. Yeah. Like, so they're more alike than I think Lorelai realizes, yeah. which is hilarious. So anyways, so she tries to convince Rory. Rory's like, sorry, I got big plans. Whatever. So we get to the spa and Emily's just so excited about She's how, hyped the second yes. they walk in the door. So she's like raving the about the cucumber, cucumber water. The cucumber water is amazing. Hot take. I think cucumber water is disgusting. I, I'm sorry. I'm not a huge fan of gross. cucumbers in general. I'm not either. I'd rather have fruit in my water. Like if I'm going to have something in my water, I want lemon or fruit. Okay, so well, this is my even probably less popular take. I do not like fruit in my water. Interesting. Of any kind. I do okay. not like lemon in water. That's I don't, fair. Nothing. You're I don't, a purist. It's it, like just like, I don't know. It, it tastes like weed. Weird to me, like it, I drink water because I'm thirsty, and I feel yeah. like it's almost like the the look the Lacroix. Yeah, it's like I love those. You don't. Taste. Then it makes yep. it taste like you're drinking something that's watered down, kind of like dirty or something. Yeah, yeah, like if something's been messed up or dropped in your water. It's yeah, like, it's like it's like if you um have a drink in a cup and then you yes. fill the cup with water. Yes. Like you drink some Coke in a cup and then fill it with water or drink some juice in a cup and then fill it with water after you finish the juice you or the get Coke. That, like, you get like that leftover and then it just tastes like you've just like poured water into a cup that had something else in it. I can That's see that. what I feel like with like fruit water and stuff like that to me. It's just like I do not like the hint flavor. I want the flavor or no flavor. Like And I'm the opposite. I'm like I don't well usually I don't want the flavor because that means that it's sweet. Yeah. And I don't like super sweet. So to me I'm like I want the hint of flavor without all the sweet. 
But, but I mean, I, like, like with anything. I mean, like, yeah. you wouldn't want, like, a little bit a of hint coffee of, yeah, in your water. Sure, you know coffee. I mean? like, <laughs> like, watery coffee. I bet like, Lorelai would have killed for a hint of coffee at the coffee yes. spot. Even yes, her take. She finds out at the front desk that they don't have coffee. Yeah. Or anything Which, with caffeine in it. To be fair, would be traumatizing. That would be terrible. I would we'll probably I mean, walk the, out. The amount of people that are, like, speaking as a healthcare professional who works in surgery and the amount of people that come in with caffeine headaches yeah. because they cannot, like, they're so used to drinking caffeine that they get headaches... That is a terrible idea. They're like, Horrible. oh, no caffeine. This is relaxing. It's right. like, you think waking up with a raging caffeine headache is relaxing no. as well? Like, that's like, and I like what are you going to get like, people over their caffeine well, addiction it's supposed to be like in one weekend? detoxy, right? Well, you get detox from a caffeine headache in one day. That's like, just never that going to happen. That sounds terrible. Nobody's going to be in a spa that long. Exactly. Like, so I love that she's like, oh, cucumbers in the water. And then Lorelai says, if they have ranch dressing in the soap dispensers, <laughs> this place would be heaven. And I was like, that would be Morgan's heaven. That would heaven. be actually really cool. <laughs> Okay, so then Lorelai realizes that Emily has called to change all of their mm-hmm. bookings because she was like, they messed up our bookings, and so I changed them all. And Lorelai's like, great, I have to spend every waking second of this spa mm-hmm. with my mother, who literally walked through the door and would not stop talking about the cucumber water. So Yeah, you know. so she's not going to get any moment of relief. Okay, let's talk about how, what, why, <sighs> I have so many thoughts. What and why and how and where and when and what the heck? Why are they making out in like? She's a, talking, no, no, sorry, not Lorelai and Emily. No, no Lorelai and Emily are not making Rory out. Rory and we've Dean. We've gotten to the scene of Rory and Dean are making out against a tree. Against a tree in the middle of town. Like yeah. you have the house to yourself. Okay, and that is so true. It's so weird. you could be in your own front yard on your porch. You got a big porch. You could be making out on the porch if you don't want to go inside. But it just feels so unnatural. It's like, so unnatural. Like there's there's na- like. You, you ever see somebody kissing in public and there's just like a, like, oh, oh it just happened naturally. It doesn't yes. look, this feels so weirdly forced. It and is. I think it's partially because Rory is just so awkward. She's I don't know so what it awkward. is. This, yeah. But it just feels like the weirdest, like, literally, the tree has like a knot sticking right. out right where his back is leaning. I'm like, that can't even be comfortable. Definitely like, not. I feel like this was supposed to be like a, she just got off the bus and they're kissing, but like, I don't see her back anywhere. It feels very weird. It's super like, awkward and really gross, and I don't understand it. It is. It's like, it's a cringy scene. It's I very awkward agree. and cringy. There's nothing romantic about it. So then this is where he's like, oh, you have the house to yourself tonight. Yeah. And Rory's this like, is where he finds out that she doesn't right. want to see him. She wants to have the house for And I do have to say, I understand why he's frustrated in the sense of like, why don't you want to hang out with me? It's Friday. We have the, ho- we have the whole house to ourselves. We, we don't see each other basically all week because yeah. of school. So I get why he's upset, but I'm also like, this, the way that they have arced his character and created Rory to become this apologizer and we'll he's do whatever annoying. you want the next yeah. day to appease him. And, and I feel like this is a very like, if, yeah, it feels a little bit like bordering on, I know it's not, but like bordering on like emotional somebody who's an emotional abuse, abuse. like yeah. abuser. And I don't like the way that they turn this like, they kind of, you're right. I can into see an emotional they, they abuser. kind of make it look that way. I mean, he, I, I wouldn't go as far to think that, but like there is like, there's things that come up later that we could definitely yeah like. there's a you bit of that see there. that being it like a thing so i get, i totally get what you're saying yeah like, like they, he tur- they turn him into this like crazy they make her head. like almost afraid of him in yes some and like she has to like, like lie to him later to make calm it so that they down. don't have to have an argument right. yeah and it's like i don't like that they've turned this what was a very normal innocent 16 year old relationship think, okay, into that okay but the thing is i also think the 
as much as I, I agree that I don't like that they turned, that, I turned it into that, I could see it sort of being a, like, you know, like, the whole thing, like, when somebody feels like they're losing someone, they yes. hold on tighter. True, true. I think that maybe they were trying to also make it look like that. Maybe. Which I could understand. Yeah. Like, he, he's, he's jealous and suspicious of Jess, which, for good reason. Good reason. I mean, for yeah. pretty good reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, I mean, obviously, I mean, they get, to get her and Jess get together later. Right. Spoiler. Spoiler hopefully alert. you've seen the show. You've never seen the show. Uh, <laughs> um... So I could see him being, like, getting, like, more and more clingy. And that's right. why he's more mad than, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, like, again, it, it doesn't, like, I don't like that the way they 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 made it look. Because they do make it look kind of like he's becoming emotionally manipulative. When in reality, it's, like, he's suspicious. Yeah. And she keeps denying it. Which right. I feel like would make somebody act yes. more crazy than they are. If yes. They, if somebody, if they, if you really think something's going on and people keep denying it, right. it makes you feel like you're crazy. Right. Like, and you know, you know what's know funny? What I, mean? I feel like if this were reversed, if mm-hmm. Dean was a girl, like let's just say that Rory was doing, like Dean was like seeing somebody or like had somebody else and then Rory was acting the way Dean acts, is like everybody would give Rory a pass. They'd be like, well, of course she's acting that way. Like, yeah. he's making her this way. Exactly. And, he, and I feel like he would he would get a pass if he was a woman and this was, the like, the roles were reversed. Yeah. Whereas I think everybody kind of gets mad at him. One, because he's they, a guy. And they I think play that's a big that part of it. They bit, do. Yeah. And two, because Rory's this quote-unquote innocent girl who doesn't realize yeah. Jess is in love with her. Blah. And I'm like, that's, no, that's not true. She knows what's yeah. going on. She's, and even if she didn't for Devil's Advocate, I I think the way he's reacting isn't completely un... Off base. It's not yeah. off base. No. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so, I mean, I, I agree. Like, I, I do think they don't portray him great here. Yeah. And... But I think a big part of it is the whole, like, clinging on because yeah. you think so. Like, and it's yeah, it's true. Like, when you really think that somebody is, like, cheating on you or, like, whatever right. in this case, you start feeling like you're crazy when they keep denying it. Yeah. And you're, you're, you feel like you know it's happening. I mean, people have a second sense for these things or whatever. 100%. You know, well, sense. and it's not even that. It's like he's, she's given him multiple second senses. <laughs> Sorry. She, <laughs> she's given him multiple reasons to think that, too. It's not even that he's, like, going off of hunches yeah. or anything. Yeah. There's been plenty of, like moments where it's like what's going on here like why are you know so it's yeah anyways we'll get to all the dean stuff later but i just want to point that out that like i find it interesting yeah. that if he was a woman and this was the roles reverse sure. i do really think that people wouldn't be that upset yeah so they're at the lorelei and emily are at the hotel and <laughs> lorelei is unpacking do you unpack for a literally one night no. stay at a hotel? Okay, even like a three night stay at a hotel, I do not unpack. Okay, I leave all me. my stuff in my suitcase. It's just like it's like I don't. Wa- I'm on vacation. I right. do not want to take the effort to unload no. and fill a closet. Like I put clothes right. away at home. Like and I'm not I don't want to forget vacation. anything. And I don't want to forget anything. That's a huge part. Which of it. I always and forget. And I don't want to have to repack it all at the end of the like. It's just not like no. why would I waste my vacation packing and unpacking? Right. Like I'm just gonna live out of my suitcase. Right. So anyway, so they're like all get they're getting ready to go to their first appointment love this emily is obsessed with the robes she's obsessed with the robes at the hotel and she insists essentially that lorelei puts the robe on like guilt trips her to putting the robe on and like lorelei's telling him like no it's fine she's like we're gonna be late mom and then she guilt trips her into putting the robe on and then when lorelei goes in the bathroom and emily goes we're gonna be late what are you doing (laughs) what are you doing (laughs) she's putting the robe on because emily insisted but i think it's hilarious that emily goes we're gonna be late like why are you taking like because she made her change emily is like super thrilled to have a weekend with lorelei and also i think she's excited because it's a new experience for her and like i mean 
I get excited about new experiences. Yeah. But I imagine if I was, I don't know, how old is she? In her 60s, 70s, whatever, something, something like, like that. that. You know, like guessing the age of Lorelai, somewhere around there, somewhere right? Somewhere around there, yeah. Like, it's probably even more exciting yes. like to do a new experience. She'd right. never been to a spa in her whole life. I agree. I would be the same way now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, I could see her being giddy and like wanting to be like happy and go lucky. So they go to their first appointment and it's a facial and they're in separate rooms. And basically the lady or the person doing the spa treatment tells Lorelai to sit there and relax and let everything like, kind let of soak in. in. Yeah. And Emily comes in and is talking about how her feet are in sweating. in room. And Lorelai's, what are you doing in my room? I do find it funny the whole time Lorelai is so upset about how much her mother is talking and bothering her and all these things but I'm also like Lorelai that's literally you whenever Rory needs to study or do something oh my gosh you're right and talking and interrupting and asking if she wants a snack and and so I'm just like this whole time I'm like it's so funny because Lorelai and her mom are the same similar but they the daughter is annoyed by the mother, yeah. which I think is so funny. I do, I do. This is one of the few episodes where I sort of sympathize with Lorelai, yes. though, because it's like, okay, you offered this spa trip to Lorelai, who thinks she's going to be doing it alone originally. Right. right. And also, like, you kind of, it's right. You want to go to a spa and you want to, like, chill out. Relax, like, yeah. Or, like, you just pick up the vibe of the room. Like, even if you went to a spa with a friend, there's times when you want to chit-chat and then times when you want to just sit in silence. Yes. Like, read the room, Emily. Right. You know read I mean? the room, Emily. <laughs> like, I love how excited Emily is, but I'm also like, I would be really annoyed. I would be yeah. very yeah. Like, like, I, I yeah. want to be alone. You like, know, I don't want to hear people talking during my massage. But it's funny. It goes back to what we said before about sometimes people just need alone time. Yeah, right? 100%. Which is like kind of what a spa should be like even if you're getting a couple's massage or you're like sometimes when i'm getting like a pedicure with someone i'm like i'm cool to just sit here inside. i don't want to talk yeah. like we don't need to talk like i I'm like to do that. things quietly with other people yes you know I, mean? I wrote down that i think that i agree with lorelei here yes it's she's pouting much. and yeah. she's whatever but emily is being a lot which is again i know she's excited but it's a lot <laughs> i love the scene though the, oh, the scene where they go into the quiet room and emily's talking and lorelei <laughs> pushes her out and then pats the door that's it's a quiet such room an iconic it. scene it is so funny funny it, I, I think it's very funny it, it is one like, of those moments in the show where you're like this you was actually well laugh it's yeah. funny this yeah, is yeah, very it's well done written. and it's very well played out by yes, the actors yes. Yes. slap the door like, so not even point to the sign just like the bang on the outside <laughs> of the door with the flat of her hand like it's so oh funny. gosh and then this massage this couple's massage this is so this is funny but so cringy it's so i awkward. would feel exactly this. okay i am i am emily here i Get so uncomfortable when people talk about uncomfortable things in front of strangers. Oh gosh! I'm like, why are you telling this in front of a stranger? Like, I just. But like, also, it's uncomfortable in the first place that she goes compliment your masseuse's hands, Lorelai, yes. in front of the masseuse. It's like, so awkward. That is like so she's awkward. reprimanding yeah. her daughter, and also like compliment your masseuse's hands. Like, and but like, and then it's a forced compliment. Yeah. Like, but I mean, like that's the thing, though. That's something that you say to like. A three-year-old say thank yes. you. You know what I mean? Like not a grown-ass adult. Right. Like, it's so awkward. Yeah. And then I do think Lorelai takes it to the next level in a way that it doesn't need to be taken to the next oh, level. Yeah. Lorelai catapults it into awkward. Yes, which she always does. That's yep. nothing new. But here's the thing: is like of all the things to do together, a massage. If you're not a couple, even a couple's massage. I've done a couple's massage, and I'm like, again, I don't need you in the room with me. We're not talking. I don't need to like. Here, you're my Seuss. Yeah, in fact, actually, I've done couples massages when it's like, 
I don't want to hear the noises no. that you and your masseuse are making. Right, like, exactly. Right, like, like I don't even want to hear myself breathing. Yeah, like, that's literally the, the level. The worst that I'm is at. when your face down yes. in the hole. Oh and gosh, all your of your nose, nose congested. Yes, oh. you get congested and you can't breathe, oh. and then you're breathing really out heavy of your out of your mouth, and your and mouth, your gets, mouth dry. gets dry. Oh god, oh, I thought god. I was the only one. I'm so glad. No, it's just me. No one talks about this. No, this is like. The, the black belly underground of this <laughs> Like, no one okay. speaks about this. Did you just, did everyone just hear what Rochelle <laughs> said? The black belly underground. What the heck is I that? I my metaphors. The dark underbelly of the, the massage The seedy underbelly. The seedy underbelly of the massage. Oh, I'm dead. Okay. Oh, gosh. I understand why it's the breaking point for Lorelai, but the fact that Emily doesn't acknowledge that just how weird it is and how, yes, this whole weekend Lorelai's been pouting and whatever, but mm. this is the one thing that you didn't need to do this. Yeah. Like, you would have been okay with Lorelai that. Lorelai does point, yeah, she does have a point in that. She doesn't right. do a great job at executing it, but she has points. Oh gosh, and then Emily's like, go get our masseuses. Yeah, she's like, get, get up the, in her sheet. she calls them the boys. Oh, the boys, oh, it's so creepy. So weird. Lorelai calls the house before dinner to basically ask if Rory's... What? She pretends that she's like one of the guys from the liquor store is like, oh, I'm just confirming the kegger. The kegger. Yeah, Lorelai is upset that Rory is not having a raging house party, basically, like while she's gone. Which is like very Lorelai because she's never grown up. So I yeah. kind of get like she probably wanted to... I wonder if she ever threw ragers. At her house. I, I don't think, think she mentions it. Is there an episode of them, like, all drinking at her parents' but house? But not like a rager. Like, uh, not like yeah. a big party. But, I mean, I, like, she lived in an affluent area. Do they do ragers? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, but to that degree. I feel there, like that like, is the place. Every time I watch a show where there's, like, all these wealthy teenagers like and their parents are gone. shows. Because right. Well, yeah, we've never been wealthy. wealthy teenagers. But I feel like every show I watch where there's, like, wealthy teenagers and they have the house to themselves because their parents are always gone, they're throwing parties. Yeah. So I feel like Lorelai... But she's never really talked about it. So, anyways, yeah, I, I thought that know. was interesting. So, Paris shows up to the house as after to, Rory she, orders Paris her shows up to Rory's house. To Rory's yeah, house, yeah. yeah. Just suddenly, with now, no, without requesting it, she because just shows up. She's still so paranoid and she can't relax and she needs to study. And so, Rory's basically like, fine, like, I'll give you an hour. We can study, get you ready for the test. Yeah. You know, whatever. Something I wrote down too is I know we talk about it, but I don't think we've really talked about like Paris is a lot. Oh, also, absolutely. But it's really sad, like why Paris is the way she is. Like in yeah. this episode alone, she talks about how she helped her dad crunch the numbers for his and her divorce. mom's divorce. Yeah, and then she says basically, Rory's like, I have the house to myself, and and Paris is like, Wow, you like, don't go, you don't go much without seeing your parents, parents. Yeah. like. What's that like? Yeah, yeah, it's just really sad. I just feel like Paris, Paris could have been that. a lot worse. Yeah, and yeah, she doesn't get that true. recognition of like, this is why she is the way she is. And like, yeah. she has a lot of reason. Just like we talk about how Jess is the way he is. Yeah. Going to the next scene. So this in this scene, Emily and Lorelai are in the hotel room and they both like, they're at the hotel room at the spa. Right. And they both dressed up for dinner to go mm-hmm. have dinner down in the dining room. And then they look at the... the <laughs> menu. They look at the menu and they're like... It's like... Uh, the, the best quote is... Okay, wait, so... They decide to go to... They look at the menu and there's a bunch of nasty stuff right. on it, right? Okay, and it's like not nasty. Like it's tofu. just a lot of vegetarian. Okay, it's like Rochelle vegan. food, okay? okay it's I, boring. I like tofu, all right? Yeah, I'm Rochelle's not, boring. I had tofu today, actually. Rochelle, Rochelle, <laughs> Rochelle, 
Rochelle likes sprouted mung beans. I don't like um, sprouted mung beans. I actually don't know that I've ever had sprouted In fact, beans. Rochelle had McDonald's for the first time in like okay. half a century no. the other night. Emily and Lorelai decide that they don't like the menu and so they're going to go to a restaurant. They're going to leave the spa, go to a restaurant, get a steak. A chop and house. At a chop house, <laughs> yeah. And um, Lorelai's putting on a lipstick. Oh, yes. And Emily goes, oh, that's cute. What color is it? And Lorelai goes, Vicious Trollop. That's the name of the the. <laughs> Which we totally lipstick. should have named this podcast. Vicious Trollop would have been great, right? That would have right? been the greatest, like the Vicious Trollops. Emily thinks it's a hilarious name, right? And so then it is. They're going to... So then when Lorelai's like, let's go to a steakhouse, Emily's like, well, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. should we? And Lorelai says the line, come on, mom, are you going to be... What is what is it going to be? Vicious Trollop or the exciting world of mung beans or something? Whatever, yeah. And I just think it's the best line. That is. I really wish we had named this podcast And Vicious I love Trollops. this. I love... Okay, we go... So they go out. I don't know if I'm skipping ahead. I don't know if there's another. Oh, there is a scene. There is this. a scene. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got to come back to it. Let's yeah. Keep going. Rory. So Rory and Paris are studying and there's a knock on the door and Rory thinks her Indian food is there, mm-hmm. which I just want to say all the hate for the Indian food in this episode. Not cool. Smelling like, up the house. Well, yeah. Like Lorelai and Jess both say it and I'm like, I love Okay. I feel Indian like food. Indian food does not smell of a place. Unless you are cooking it in every, that place. And cooking it every night in that place. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, like, then it definitely even if does. you eat, like, I guess if you made Indian food, no, we, one night we order place, Indian food all the time. It smells like it a little bit if you cook it in the house. Yeah. But, like, it'll go away. We, but, like, yeah. eating it in the house, I've never had a no. house, like, be. And also, the smell of Indian food is delicious. I love so the I'm smell confused. of Indian food. And like, Justin and I order it at least once a month, and our house never smells like Indian I'm food. I'm also a little annoyed with her Indian food order. I don't know if you heard it earlier. Yeah. Okay. Well, two garlic naan is great. Yeah. But the chicken vindaloo, not the best chicken. chicken Butter chicken's way better. Yeah, I feel like chicken vindaloo is not the best chicken dish. Butter chicken all the way, all the way. Or chicken tikka masala. The one of those two. I love that. Like, there's so many. I feel like there's better options. But the fact that all she got was the naan, which I love garlic naan. Chicken vindaloo and then samosas. I felt like there's a way better order. Yeah, like I just feel like. I, yeah, I feel like she definitely, like, we always get, we she always get garlic naan, we always get butter chicken, we always get chana masala, oh, we get alu gobi, because I, I love, love alu gobi. gobi, that's what I always get, like, I always get alu gobi chicken, oh, masala, so garlic good. naan, there's just so many rice. good options, and I'm like, why did you, like, really, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, don't be wrong, samosas are delicious, there's like a, like, I like a, I like the lamb vindaloo better than the chicken vindaloo, for sure, yeah, like, just I'm just a like butter chicken stand, yeah, like, I like, always want butter, ch- I want to bathe in butter chicken yeah. sauce, I just, I don't, I don't know, anyways, I keep, so good. So Anyways. she thinks it's her new food, but it's Jess. With a care package With a quote-unquote care package from Luke, yeah. who's worried that she didn't eat. Right. And so Jess, of course, basically is like, well, there's enough food here for six, and invites himself to stay and eat. And Rory tells Paris to stay, because she basically like doesn't yeah. want to be alone with yeah. Jess, which I have to give Rory props. I feel like this was a situation where... Yes, she should have said, like, thank you, Jess, but not tonight. Like, you need to leave. And, like, she should have been able to put up that boundary. But, like, Rory's not good at setting boundaries. That's just then not her one, personality. But then I think that the the thing that they're doing here is they're making you question whether Rory trusts herself to be alone with Jess. Right, which is a big thing. Which I think is what they're trying to which come across Which is, with. like, and I, I applaud Rory for telling Paris to stay in yeah. the sense of, like, she should have said, she should have told Jess to go and set that boundary, but that's not who Rory is. And this isn't like a, she should have. And it is an awkward thing to it just is, feel like, it is no, awkward. you need to leave the house. You right. know what I mean? It is awkward to be like, thanks for bringing all this food, but get out. Yeah. But she set that Which boundary. Which I think he with, also knew. But, He's like, if I show up with all this food, she can't Right, she can't say no. Away. But yeah. Rory did set that boundary. Uh, 
with Dean. Yeah. She told Dean, like, no, I want Friday night on my own. Oh, yeah? Myself. You have a point there. So, like, she was able to set a boundary with Dean. You were able to set a boundary with, with your own boyfriend. But I also, but I would also, just playing the devil's advocate here, I would also say that she's she's also more comfortable with Dean than she is with Jess. Yes, that's true. Like, she, she's more, it's more comfortable for her to say no to Dean because she knows him and they have an established yeah. relationship versus, like, and she can offer him, like, the next day, like, Saturday, yeah. it's your day, we'll do whatever you want to oh. do. Like, I would be more yeah. comfortable saying no to you yes. versus, like, someone I only kind of know. You right, know what I mean? right. I understand her desire not to be rude and to not kick him out, to not kick Paris out. Rory invites Paris to stay. She's all excited because she gets to eat mac and cheese. So Lorelai and um, her mom Mm -hmm. go to the steakhouse and there's no tables available. And so Lorelai's like, oh, there's a spot at the bar. And her mom's like, we can't eat at the bar or whatever. Okay, She's I like, love eating at the bar. I do. It is. I'm a huge yes. fan of eating at the bar. When there's two people, I like Yes, it. when yes. there's two people because it's like, I don't eat a lot. And sometimes my favorite thing to do, if I have a night to myself to go out with somebody, I'd rather sit at the bar and like take the time and like, it's it's normal to sit at a bar and only order a few things. Right. Like, versus, like, kind and of, like... And just sit there for a long yeah, time. Yeah, and just sit there for a long yeah. time. Whereas if you kind of get a table, it's like there's an expectation to come to order appetizers, then right. dinner, and then... Because you have a server, yeah, and they're yeah. kind of waiting on you to, yeah. like, turn over their table. That's the point. Like, it's a right. different vibe. There's right. a different vibe at the bar, and I like that vibe. Yeah. I like the whole, like... When I'm not I want to order yeah. very little, and I want to eat slowly. If I have time. Yes, yes. Eat, like, if I if I'm have a night off, like, right. that's what I want to do. You yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, and I love eating at the bar. That's I all. do too. I also hate waiting for a table. So if there's a spot yeah. at the bar, I'm absolutely. And there's just take like something it. nice about sitting at a bar because yeah. like the the server doesn't bug you. Like you have to, no, you make yeah. eye contact with the bartender, yep. and that means you want help. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. There's and, like a different sort of a negotiation going yes. on when you eat at the bar. I think it's hilarious that she Emily says something to the effect of like we can't eat our feet should be touching the floor when we eat yep. or something like yep. that, which I think is hilarious. And then Lorelai points out that that. Her mom is passing for a 40-year-old woman because there's a man, like, checking her out. Which, by the way, that man looks way older than 40. Definitely. So, unless she's saying, like, that no, no, looks no, no, like no. She's saying that a guy remember, is into the 60-40 40. bar. Oh, you're so right, you're right, you're older, right. Yeah. yeah, and she's passing for the 40-year-old. I think it's funny that Emily's, like, inhaling the bar peanuts. Yep. And then, oh, I, I didn't know if you noticed because you were a bartender. Lorelai orders them martinis with a twist, but they definitely got martinis with olives, which are superior yeah. anyways. I don't I know why you'd order really, a twist over olives. I, I don't either. I there were definitely if I'm gonna there. have to drink a vodka martini, there needs to be I, there needs to be blue cheese stuff olives and definitely needs to be dirty. Yes. It needs to have olive juice in it. Yes. Because like otherwise it's okay, just straight vodka. Straight, yeah, I'm sorry. Food. Like Pretty much all it is is vodka or gin. Like, right. that's it. Shaken like, with ice. And depending on the place that you go to, at the very most, they've put a tiny bit of vermouth in it. Right. Like, like I just feel like it needs that olive juice or Saltiness. something to cut it. It needs, yeah. like, a salty to I don't know. I just, and also so, the I just like, soaked. a twist is just not enough. No, like, and the olives, like, soaked in it are, like, oh, the, the olives most are the delicious best. part. Yeah. yeah. And so this man has, like, been staring at her from across the bar or whatever. And he's, like, an older man. And Lorelai's, like... So Lorelai's, like, teasing her about it. How You know, like, I think she brings a vicious stroll up again or yep. something. Yep, So they're, uh, we're back at the house. And Rory and Paris and Jess. Jess are talking about, I think, writers. They're talking about books and stuff yeah, like that. Jack and Kerouac. And, and Rory gets a call. And Dean is on his way to swing by. And she's like, no, don't come by. Like, Paris ended up stopping by. And he's like, well, great. Then, like, I didn't ruin your evening. Okay, but which I also get, like, because at first she doesn't say that Paris stopped by. At first right. she's like, 
Don't come by. Don't come by. Yeah. And it's okay. If I told somebody I want to be alone and they're like, oh, I'm just going to swing by, I would be upset. Yeah. Regardless That's what I, I was going to ask. Regardless of who it is, yeah. I would be upset. Like I was going to ask, like, I, I don't think you should have even. I want to look like a crack addict in my home yes. alone. Like, do not stop by. Right. Like, like, like I if I wanted, yeah, on. if I wanted somebody to see me, I would come and see you. Right. Like, don't, like, if I've asked nobody to come by, I've asked nobody to come by. And it would be one thing if he was like, I'm just going to drop off the ice cream on the porch and then text you and tell you that I left you some ice cream on the porch and you didn't need to see me. That's yes. like one thing. That'd be, the, I care about you, but I'm not, but no I'm not, for I'm me. not overstepping. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he was like, oh, I'm going to stop by and just say hi for a minute is like, I don't think he should have. I yeah. think he's overstepping here. So I will say, even as a dean apologist, that I tend to yeah. be, this was, he was should not have even been coming by. And it's funny because you are right. You know, we did talk a second ago about how, like, oh, what Jess did is something that Dean wouldn't have done. But in a way, Dean is kind of doing the same thing Jess pulled. Yeah. He's stopping by with ice cream because he knows she can't say no right. to him seeing her. If right. He, if he comes with ice cream, it'd be rude for her to not be like, oh, right. do you want some? Right. Like, in a way, actually, it is the same. He You're is right. kind of doing the same exact thing. You're right. He's just be he comes across as the good guy, so right. it comes across differently. Well, actually. the difference, and is, I didn't think about that till right this second. Yeah, I, again, I this is a moment where I'm like, Dean, you should not have yeah. stopped. If you were going to stop by, you should have just done it, dropped it and off. I and I don't think that they did him wrong on this writing. No. I think that this is Dean. This is this Dean. Is he would have done, and that, it's kind, for it sure. just comes across not as bad because yes. it's not the way Jess is doing it. I agree. You know? you know, he shows up and she's trying to kick Jess out. Because she knows a fight is coming. She yeah. knows that Dean is going to be upset. And to be fair, I do think he had somewhat of a right to be upset. Now, he doesn't know the whole story, yes. but... But I've been in but, situations like this. Yes. I mean, not this exact situation, but I've been in situations like this where stuff has happened and you yeah. didn't mean, You didn't like, control it. You can't yeah. control it. Yeah. And it's like, and then people get mad at you for yes. it. And like, it, even boyfriends right. get mad at you for it. Right. Like, I've been in this position yeah. and it sucks. It because does. it's like, there is no good way to explain this. But I'm also, I'm a little bit like Rory where I have a hard time saying no to people I, I, if I, I feel like I'm going to hurt their feelings. Yeah, I've, I've also been in situations like this where it's like, other people put me in situations that I was uncomfortable in. But I didn't know how to say no, and I couldn't, like... And the only thing that makes it worse is when other people get mad at you Yes, for something that you can't control. Yeah, and it's really frustrating when somebody gets mad at you for it, and it's like, I didn't know what to do. Like, I didn't want to come off as rude, or I didn't want to be... You know, like, it's one of those situations where it's like, it's not your fault, but then at the same time, like I said, like, there were probably situations like that where I could have set some boundaries and said, like, I know that this is going to make somebody upset with me yeah. if I allow this to happen. Even if I do nothing wrong. Well, you shouldn't wrong, blame yourself for right. it because other people should be able to respect they your boundaries be. without you but having to be like. But think about how they come in. They don't know the context yeah. of the situation. But I mean, like, in these situations, it's been obvious. Yes. You know what I mean? And yes. also, like, even if it wasn't super obvious, like, it, you shouldn't have to be getting in trouble for not being rude to people. Like, you know, right. for not wanting to right. come across as, like... Yeah, I think that the thing for me is that, like, even though Rory technically, technically hasn't done anything wrong, so to speak, Dean has walked into a situation where he doesn't know the context, he doesn't know what happened. I can see him being upset Yes, he's justified bat. in the fact that he's like, this is not the first time something like this has happened. Yeah. I've made it very clear to you that I don't like Jess, I don't like the way he treats me, I don't like the way he treats you. I don't like the way he treats anyone in this town, quite frankly. Yeah. And the fact that Rory has not, she knows that this would make Dean upset. Let's say Dean never even showed up and never even knew about this. Yeah. Rory still knows this is a situation in which Dean would be upset if he found out. Yeah. 
and it would hurt his feelings and it would also be like kind of like what the hell like you told yeah. me not to come over and like even if she's like well I didn't tell him to come over it's like it doesn't matter you set a boundary with Dean you were very firm on it yeah. but you didn't hold the same just to the same boundary yeah and then Dean found out and he walks in a situation where this has been a situation over and over this is not the first time I can see both sides of it yes absolutely and he overreacts 100 yeah. I'm not I'm not justifying I mean, he's that. like sitting there yelling at her yes. in front of her friend this is very is like yeah. which is the worst ooh, that's the that's worst so when, you're, when your like boyfriend like, is like making a scene you're like can we just talk about this when we're alone by ourselves yeah. without other people around yeah and also, yeah. give me a second to collect myself because, like, in this, you can see that, like, Rory's trying to explain to him, but she's so flustered by yeah. how he came in and, like, every yeah. Like, she can't even get her word. Like, you feel kind right. of bad for her yes. for a second. Because you're like, yeah, it's not really her fault. No, Like, definitely. you know what I mean? Like, and so it's just And it is sucks. a situation, like she says, like, it's a very complicated situation I'm trying to explain, and he doesn't yeah. give her that chance. And, again, I, I do think that Dean, first of all, should not have shown up in the first place. But secondly, yes, I do think he overreacts. I'm yeah. not trying to say he doesn't. His reaction is over the top. However, I think it is partially justified in the sense that this is this is not this the, is a recurring yeah. and he's, issue. He's had good reasons to yes. not like just. I do like Paris coming in clutch. Yes, though. Paris was a great friend of yes. her, and like dissolved the situation. Well, she, she's probably used to it because of her parents. She probably yeah, has to dissolve these yeah. situations. But I just think it was really cool that yes. she said something that also was sort of embarrassing. Yeah. Her. She, like, self-deprecated herself. Like, yes. oh, he was cute and I don't know how to talk to people. Right, exactly. Like, so basically, to, to sum it up, Paris basically takes the blame for right. Jess being Throws there. Throws herself yeah. under the bus. Paris yeah. basically says that she liked Jess when she saw him at the diner. Yeah. And she had a crush on him and she wanted to talk to him. And so basically Rory, Rory set, set it up, up. For, so that she could talk to Jess. Right. Like, because she can't talk to boys or whatever. And like, so like, it was hella sweet of It her. was very sweet. It. And I will say like I also want to point out like Jess is not innocent here. He makes this a lot worse than it needs oh, to absolutely. be. And well, he always does. Oh he is 100. I don't think there's any question that Jess is innocent. But now. I want to point that out not. because I do think a lot of people overlook that and they're like Dean overreacted but I'm like Jess is like negging him the whole time. Oh absolutely. He's needling him. He's pushing buttons. He's being incredibly disrespectful and rude both to Rory and to Dean and I I don't want that to go overlooked because I think that Dean gets a lot of heat and a lot of flack which is justified he does overreact but Jess does not as usual make it any better he makes it worse and I don't think that that's fair because if Jess truly cares about Rory you wouldn't make you wouldn't put her in this situation in the first place and then you wouldn't escalate the situation instead of trying to diffuse the situation which he doesn't do. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's like, I don't care what people say if they say, like, Jess le- likes Rory or loves Rory or cares about Rory. Someone you care about is making your situation worse and instigating things to make it worse for you. That person does not care about you. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says about that. Like, I'm firm on that. If he would have gracefully left out the back door and been like, you know what, I don't want you to have an argument. Yeah. Like, I do not want you to get yelled at. But like, he does. That's the yeah. thing. Like, I, wanted, to I wanted to be selfish and spend time with you, but I don't want to, like, cause your life more pain. Yes. That, at least we could have been like, okay, he doesn't want to cause her right. pain. You but know of what course mean? he does, because he wants them to break up. Yeah. He, you know, like, that's yeah. his end game here. Yeah. It's like, let's not forget that Jess's end game is to get Rory and And I also think up. Jess truly believes that they shouldn't be together right. which i mean it's not his decision to make no definitely but i not. think in some twisted way he's like he's i'm doing not her a favor her. i'm yeah. doing her a favor yeah. you know what i mean like i agree not that that makes it okay of course but right. like rory asks paris she's like really grateful she asked paris to sleep over which is really sweet because paris has like never had a slumber party before which is and really she's cute. so excited she's super excited
Lorelei's, I love how Paris says we're friends. I know. Like it's a really question. Cute. I thought that's so cute. Lorelai's still teasing her mom about the man that's like looking at her mm-hmm. from, you know, across the bar or whatever. I, I like the so way she teasing. looks at him. I, I just think it's funny. I think it's, I feel like it's, it's, it, I feel like Emily should like be allowed to be hit on. Like, yes. I don't think there's anything wrong with her feeling good about that fact that somebody. And I, Richard's not the kind of guy no. that would be mad about And it's this. not like she's out here cheating on no. her husband. I think that, I think that any good man or woman like shouldn't like if a person is being respectful yes. to your significant other i don't think that you need to be jealous no, about it i mean a, assuming that you don't have a terrible partner that's cheating on you all the time or right. something like that but it's like he's being sweet to her and like heaven forbid she's on a vacation she wants to dance you right. know what i mean like you can you can, in a public you place can, in a public place with her you can dance daughter there in a happy non like sexual way yes. with other people you know we just had a big party for our dad's 60th birthday and i danced with like half the people yeah. there and none of them i wanted to be with you yeah know I mean? it was just like it's fun to just yes. be around other people and have fun you know what i mean it's like your fun. ballroom like, dancing it's very like innocent and he's being whatever. sweet he's about being it very he's talking about he's talking about like oh if you want to get out of the dancing like you can have a yeah. look you can have a look with your daughter where it's a save me signal right. like he says this to her he's he's giving her an out right he's, He's being gentlemanly yes. about it. They're like ballroom waltzing. Right, exactly. It's not like they're like... And Lorelai's there. They're in a they're public place. They're not grinding. Place. No, like, it's not bump and grind. Yeah, exactly. Like in the club, you know what I mean? <laughs> in the club. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. It's no. not like this dirty, seedy underbelly of the, the bar. Seedy, oh, you know? gosh. This episode is going to be brought to you by the seedy underbelly. The seedy underbelly. This episode brought to you by the seedy underbelly. <laughs> that is the name of the episode. Yeah, but that's like not the, that's not the vibe, you know? It's like jazzy and whatever. And it's a short one dance kind of thing. And like, yeah, I understand that Emily gets a little uncomfortable because it's a very like, the next song is very slow dancey yeah. or whatever. But again, it's like, she doesn't do anything wrong. She's not, she's not hitting on him. She's just doing an innocent yeah. dance. I'm not mad. No, I'm not I understand. mad by how she reacts. I think she all of a sudden feels uncomfortable because it's like all she's ever been with was Richard. Right. And like I don't think it's wrong that she gets uncomfortable. Yeah. I I don't think it's wrong. I think she's totally fine. Yes. I agree. Like I I have no problem with the way that Emily reacts to this because I think that she just kind of got uncomfortable and scared. Yeah. I don't like how she treats Laura. No, absolutely. I think she's. I agree. And, and but again, I will vouch for. Her. I think that she's just like kind of upset with herself because she was enjoying yes. it more. Than and she, she tends to was take out her anger on herself on, on her. other people. Yeah, she uh, projects very much so. Yeah, but I feel like she she just gets uh, like worried, and yes. I and I don't. I'm not. We've all been in a position where we've been uncomfortable, even if somebody didn't mean it that way. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I. Agree. So I don't think it's wrong that she got uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I I also think like Emily says, she says that there's a way for a mother to behave in front of her daughter. I think when you're at this age, like where El- Emily and Lorelai are, like. You, at this point, you know, they talk about later, like, Emily's like, why can't we be friends? Like, why are you and Rory best friends, but, like, you and I are always mother and daughter? Yeah. This is the age where you should be able to be your mom's friend and not just a daughter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And the fact that they can't get there, <laughs> I think it actually has more to do with Emily than it does with Lorelai. Because I think Emily thinks of herself forever as Lorelai's mother. Yeah. And not like, oh, my daughter is a grown-ass woman. woman. We can be friends, friends now. I'm not raising her anymore. I don't have to treat her like a child. We can just be friends. But yeah, I think, like, at a certain point, you should be able to look at your daughter as your friend. Yeah. When they're an adult and, like, yeah. you're done raising them. And the fact that Emily can't understand that shows, like, the answer to the question she asked later about, like, why can't we be friends, yeah. basically? Like, why can't we have what you and Rory have? 
And it's because she still thinks in this way that's like... But I also sort of could play it the other way. Because look, you were saying that like, look at the way that Lorelai is with Rory. But then when her mother's the same way to her, she acts like she's annoyed. Right. I think that like, they both do it. I think yeah. Emily jumps down Lorelai's throat when All the it's time. Yeah. not necessary. Mm-hmm. And I think that Lorelai does that and also acts like her mother is completely overbearing even right. when it's not necessary. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and they both get on, get at each other when they don't need to. Yeah. Like, I do think it's two-sided. I do think that, I do think that Emily will never stop viewing her as her daughter. Right. Which, I mean, she always is going to be her daughter, but treating her like a child. Yeah. That's a better way to put it. You know which, what I mean? to be fair, I think there's Lorelai a lot acts like a daughter a yeah, lot. Yeah, like she a acts like a child. Yeah. So, like. But I do think, like, it's interesting because, like, I, you know, Lorelai says, like, you and I will never be like me and Rory because me and Rory are best friends first. I think that Lorelai takes it a step too far yes, sometimes. Yes, I agree. With, with Rory. Like, I agree. Like, because then she, when she tries she, to act like the mom. I think it's because she's trying to almost make Rory be her. Yes. And that's the problem. Yeah. She's like, wants her to be her BFF and be her. Right. Versus like Rory being, I don't know. Like she, well, she has a, it's more, and also, or and if she's not trying to make her be her, she has like this idealized view of yes. Rory that's not fair. Right. Like it's almost like she holds Rory up on a pedestal. Right. Like, well, think about it too. Like Lorelai was an only child and like she was an only child so she didn't have any siblings. She got pregnant really young and had a baby really young. Yeah. So in a way Rory is like the little sister she, she never, never had, had. The built-in yeah. best friend. Like she kind of grew up with Rory and so I think that... She did. She grew you know, up with Rory. And, she yeah. didn't like look at Rory as her daughter. She had to look at her like more of her friend because being a mother was not really it's not that it wasn't a priority for her but i don't think she was like mentally or emotionally or like developmentally ready for that yeah so you, it's almost like she had to think of her that way in order to kind of like get through those really difficult years of raising a child on her own at 16 years old yeah. you know what i mean no i definitely agree with that, that mm-hmm. but it makes it really difficult to then like we see with episodes where she, Lorelai has to like turn on her motherliness and be a mother and Rory doesn't respond well. Yeah. Because she's never really had that. And so it, it does create issues when it's like, no, you actually are the parent and you have to be yeah. a, a parent sometimes. Yeah. And you've also fostered some of this stuff. Right. Yeah. And then this final scene of Lorelai and Emily <laughs> at the spa, which I love, I love this. this I think this is so cute. And I love that there's a few moments in this episode that I love Lorelai because she's trying to, like, she yes. comes to the spa all annoyed at her mom. And her mom's like, why are you acting like this to me? And then Lorelai tries she to kind tries. of turn it around. Well, the mm-hmm. one thing I really loved is when her mom comes out and they're dressed for dinner. And she tells her mom that she looks really nice. Yes. I thought that was so sweet. And it was genuine. It she was really thought her sweet. mom looked nice. Yeah. And then the other thing that I really love is this moment. And it's when she tries to have a, like, her mom basically has just, like, vented to her that she hates that they can't be right. friends. And she tries to do a bonding thing with mm-hmm. her mom. And I love this. She basically tells her mom, we need to steal the robes. Yeah. You love the robes. Let's each steal our robes yep. from the hotel. Let's do it together. Yeah. Like, And I love that. It's I feel really like it cute. is super sweet and so endearing. It like, is really sweet. And it's such a Lorelai thing. And I love yeah. that Emily's like, would Rory do it? And Emily's like, no, Rory's far too moral for this. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Like, I love, I just love this moment between them. I think... I appreciate, like you said, how Lorelai tries yeah. in this episode. Like, she actually makes an effort to turn her attitude around. Yes, it kind of doesn't end up working in the long run, but I appreciate that she, instead of just writing her mom off, she tries to create a bonding moment, yeah. which I think is really sweet. Lorelai and Emily, they they get back, and Lorelai is 
telling uh, Rory about how uh, how the weekend went and how she caught her mom trying to return the robe at the front desk uh-huh. when they were getting the car or whatever. Because um, they're at Luke's and they're they're eating still and Kirk is hovering over their table, like, which is, to be fair, like they're sitting there for a long time. Like you said, like you should sit at the bar if mm-hmm. that's going to be your situation. But anyways. And then Rory goes up to the counter to pay and Jess is there and she tells Luke like, hey, thanks so much for the care package. And Luke is like, I, I didn't you're talking put about. a care package yep. together. And Rory's like, basically Rory here, she's flirting with Jess. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if it's intentional or not, but it feels intentional. And then Dean's obviously I, watching through the window. I think she has like one foot out the door with Dean yes. a little bit at this yeah. point. Like, but it's like, these are the moments where I'm like, this is why Dean's I think Dean's she upset. just legitimately also likes Jess. Yes. And like, she's young and doesn't like realize in some ways that like, like when you're in a committed relationship, you need to like walk away from yes. situations. I think that she's never been in this position. Right. I mean, she's never even had a boyfriend. Yeah. She, Dean's her first ever boyfriend. She has feelings for another guy and she doesn't really know like, what to do. The right thing yeah. to do in some ways. And her, right. it's not like her mom's ever shown her that. Right. Or like, you know what I mean? Like, if anything, should, her mom has shown like, her how to be wishy washy with men. Yeah. In some ways, you kind of learn over time some things yes. I mean there's things, ways to like you should just be able to know how to be a good or not good person but like right Laura like covers for her here and is also like Rory would never lie I don't think that it's wrong for Lorelai to think this because I genuinely think she believes it she believes it, it. like yeah. I I think that she also knows that Rory loves Dean and she's trying to be there yeah. for her daughter and for Dean because she the likes fact Dean. that she constantly like, like okay to but be the fair way she, but again she holds her daughter on a pedestal she does yeah. Rory never lies right you know I mean? which to be fair I guess up until this point Rory hasn't ever lied hasn't given her a reason to think that she would lie yeah so like I understand why she thinks of her daughter as this like pure moral creature because yeah. that's all she's ever been but even still I feel like Lorelai's blind just belief to her flaws in Rory's in innocence yeah. is a little bit like Con- disconcerting. Well, especially for someone least. like Lorelai, who always seems so like what's the word I'm looking for? Like suspicious in a way. Yeah, like, she kind of can see through people. Little, yeah, like she doesn't. She always seems suspicious, and maybe it's like she's only just suspicious of people like her mom. Yeah, but it feels like she's always like watching yeah. and is like wait a second, something's going on there. Something's not right. And yeah. so it's like the fact that she's so blind to how Rory's acting around Jess. I feel like she's been super blind in the past because she's noticed that Jess is hanging around and that Rory and Jess are always together now. You know, Luke really wants them to hang out, all these things. I feel like she shouldn't be so blind anymore to this. Yeah. Like this is not a first time thing. Lorelai is not typically naive and it feels and like she's, she's being kind naive. of being, yeah. yeah. I agree. I'm going to let you give the unsolicited advice this Dang week. It, you I always give much better advice. <laughs> you know, I'm going to give it to Emily because I know I tend to favor Emily a lot. Yeah. So I'm going to give her unsolicited advice. Um, because I feel like there's so many people we kind of already gave advice right. to. And I feel like with Emily, like if you truly want a bond with your daughter, no matter what you are, as much as you view her always as your daughter, no matter what, you always are going to be the mom. Right. And... As much as your daughter is a grown adult and 100% should be putting in just as much effort because she's a grown adult, you are always going to be the mom, which means that stuff has to start with you. Yeah. So you're saying, like, why can't we be friends? I truly think that if you want to have that kind of relationship with your daughter, you need to be the catalyst yeah. for it. Like, meaning that you need to start accepting your daughter for who she is. Yeah. You need to start accepting her flaws. Yeah. Taking an interest in what she loves and does. Yeah. And not judging it. Yeah. Because it's like... You say, why can't we be friends? 
And it's hard because, again, I realize it's even harder for Emily than it probably is for Lorelai because Emily's been stuck in her ways for a whole lot longer. Right. But you are her mother yeah. and that in an, it's, it's a, there's a power dynamic. No matter what, it's going to have to start with yeah. you. Like, it's not fair to expect Lorelai to move heaven and earth and you're not doing the same. Which right. I do actually feel like Lorelai made an effort she towards did. the end of the she episode. Absolutely so did. I give props to Lorelai because yeah. like that's hard, especially yeah. because like you feel like it should be the mom doing right. the Well parents are they've, they've been the adults longer. Yes. And, and it's hard for them to get over that yes. sort of you but know. they need to. Like I, I truly believe, like you said, it has to start with the parent. Yeah. I don't think I think at a certain point a child should not have to be the one. Whether they're a grown child or not they absolutely they shouldn't have should to be not the parent have to be or the, the adult or that yeah. yeah exactly so that would be my unsolicited advice I think probably. that's great advice which I do think that uh, as much as I think that Lorelai tried at the end I do think that Emily tried in the beginning so I'm yeah. like she did like, she did in her own way she, in her own way and that's yeah. why I'm saying you need to reach bridge the gap by seeing what Laura loving Lorelai right for who she is versus right. what makes you excited yeah. you know what I mean and that's something Emily just I don't think ever really gets over is like she can't she has a hard time accepting Lorelai for who she is exactly well and the the reverse is true I think Lorelai has a harder time accepting exactly. her mom too all right oh, are yeah. you ready pop culture corner pop culture corner courtesy of Google and Wikipedia the other sponsors of this podcast. just kidding they didn't sponsor this podcast I wish them and the CD underbelly We'd did not rolling. sponsor this. yeah <laughs> Okay. We wouldn't have to be recording the CD Underbelly if <laughs> yes. they were sponsoring us. All right, so Emily says that she doesn't need another portrait of George Washington. She's already got four in the attic. George Washington was the first president of the United States, <laughs> just in case you didn't know. I guess this people listen to this we outside of the United States. States. All I forget. The world. You know what I mean? Lorelai says, you've seen Risky Business, right? That's a 1983 film starring Tom Cruise about a Chicago teenager looking for fun at home while his parents are away, but the situation quickly gets out of hand. <laughs> I've actually never seen it. So. I haven't either. She says, when the limo shows up and Emily's like, shall we go? She says, I guess so, Miss Daisy. And that's a reference to the 1989 film starring Morgan Freeman and Jessica Tandy about an old Jewish woman and her African-American chauffeur in the American South who have a relationship that grows and improves over the years. Mm -hmm. And the film is called Driving Miss Daisy. Lorelai says, that's how they get you in the Moonies. Unification Church, by name of Holy Spirit Association for the Unification of World Christianity. Wow, that that is a long name. Was a religious movement founded in South Korea by the Reverend Sun Myung Moon. I think I said that right. In 1954. Yeah. So known for its mass weddings, the church teaches a unique Christian theology. It has generated much controversy and its members are commonly uh, derided as Moonies. Uh, Lorelai says it's in, uh, she's talking about the luggage. She says it's in the Luca Brasi mobile out front. Luca Brasi is a fictional character in Mario Puzo's 1969 novel, The Godfather, as well as its 1972 film adaptation where he was played by Lenny Montana. They talk in, at the spa. They say that, like, they're going to leave here a different, different person. person. And Lorelai says, I'm going to be Ted yes, Nugent. I'm going to be Ted Nugent. Which is a hilarious that line. Hilarious. Oh, I love but that. also, like, kind of a random person. But that's also why it's so funny. Yeah. So <laughs> like, Ted Nugent is an American guitarist, singer, songwriter, and activist. He initially gained fame as the lead guitarist and occasional vocalist of the Amboy Dukes, a band formed in 1963 that played psychedelic rock and hard rock. J.D. Salinger is mentioned. Rory says J.D. Salinger seems to dig it about being like alone. Jerome David Salinger was an American author best known for his 1951 novel, The Catcher in the Rye. Kafka was here, is mentioned. Franz Kafka was a German-speaking bohemian novelist and short story writer based in Prague, widely regarded as one of the major figures of 20th century literature. His best-known works include the short story The Metamorphosis and novels The Trial and the Castle. Paris says something about 
dressed in a clown suit stuffing bodies under their porch. So this is a reference to John Wayne Gacy, an American serial killer who murdered at least 33 young men and boys in Norwood Park Township, Illinois, a suburb of Chicago. He became known as the Killer Clown due to his public performances as Pogo the Clown or Patches the Clown, personas he had devised prior to the discovery of his crimes. Paris asked if... uh, she said she didn't realize that Rory had a rendezvous with Mr. Peanut because he's on her pajamas. She's wearing Mr. Peanut pajamas. So this was interesting. Mr. Peanut is the advertising logo and mascot of Planters, an American mm-hmm. snack food company owned by Hormel, which we know. But he first appeared in 1916 and is reported of British heritage with the proper name of Bartholomew Richard Fitzgerald Smith. Okay, I feel like I knew that. I don't know. Because this was didn't on they Wikipedia. recently say that he got he died or something like that? No, but that was oh. like the joke that Mr. Peanut died, oh. and he does wear a monocle yes. and has like, which feels very. He looks like the Peanut you know Monopoly I mean? man, yeah. Um, but anyways, that was on Wikipedia. I don't know how true it is, but I thought it was funny. Paris says the Beat's writing was self-indulgent. The Beat Generation was a literary subculture movement started by a group of authors whose work explored and influenced American culture and politics in the post-war era. And Jack Kerouac is then mentioned because mm-hmm. he was part of the Beats. Um, and he was an American novelist and poet who, alongside William S. Burroughs and Allen Ginsberg, was a pioneer of the Beat Generation. Uh, she basically calls it the National Enquirer of the 50s. The National Enquirer is an American tabloid newspaper that was founded in 1926. Mm-hmm. There's a mention of Bukowski as well. Henry Charles Bukowski was an American poet, novelist, and short story writer. Born in Germany, his writing was influenced by the social, cultural, and economic ambiance of his adopted home city of Los Angeles. I think we've mentioned Jane Austen before on the podcast, but just in case anyone doesn't know who she is, she was an English novelist known primarily for her six major novels that were really focused around women in the 18th century, most notably Pride and Prejudice, Sense and Sensibility. Okay, so he talks about Dean having a Frankenstein scowl. So I want to reiterate again, because I think I've made this on, said this on the podcast before, Frankenstein was not the monster. He was the creator, the creator of the monster yeah. in Mary Shelley's novel. Um, so yes, Victor Frankenstein was the young scientist who creates the monster known as Frankenstein's monster. monster yeah. He says, don't get all West Side Story on me. Uh, West Side Story is an adaptation of the 1957 musical. It's about the rivalry between the Jets and the Sharks, two teenage street gangs of different ethnic backgrounds. And it's basically a modern retelling of Romeo and Juliet. Kind of. It's like the same yeah, idea. Yeah, more modern, yeah. Lorelai says, I'll have you working at the chicken ranch by the end of the month. This is going to be in my Google history forever, and it's really awkward. <laughs> because the chicken ranch was an illegal brothel in the United States of Tex- uh, Wait, in Texas that operated from 1905 talk yep, about this before? until 1973. And it's because Lorelai wears a chicken ranch t-shirt oh, yes. in one episode. I was like, why does it sound familiar? Yeah, that's why There's, we talked about it. can't be anything else I know that from right. the, other than this. But I'm now it's in my Google history. I'm hoping so. on at least, right? I was Googling brothels, apparently. so funny. So that's it for Pop Culture Corner. That's it for this episode. I can't believe we thank made you. It. Yeah, thank you for hanging in there all these long, dry months. Yes. Uh, hopefully, this becomes a more regular thing. But I'm not gonna. I've learned not to make promises that we can't keep. Yeah. So I won't promise. But uh, in the meantime, if you don't already, and if you've hung in there for this long, thank you. But if you don't, follow us on social media at Friday Night Dinner Pod or email us Friday Night Dinner Podcast at gmail.com. Rate, review. Now that Rochelle remembered the password. Yes, now that I know the she password. She forgot the password to our email, which <laughs> Yes, is so if I haven't responded to you, that's why, because I couldn't get into the email or the Instagram, quite frankly. I can get into the Instagram, okay, but I'm good. terrible at responding to anybody on any social media, so don't take it personally Yeah, we, we still love you guys. But if you follow us on Instagram, you'll get more of an updated warning if we're actually recording an episode, because yes. as we recorded this, I posted posted a story on Instagram, and I've already gotten my phone's gone off a bunch of times <laughs> while we've been recording this. So, so. thank you all for following yes. along with 
with us and hanging in there. Remember to rate, review, subscribe so that when we do post podcasts, you get notified. Uh, and we will see you next time in Stars Hollow. See you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.